0: Five, four, three, two, one. Player
1: one, ready? Go!
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to a podcast exclusive. We'll call it a preview, we'll call it a first impressions, we'll call it whatever we want to call it, because we're Player One, we run the show here. I'm Connor, joined alongside by one of our executive producers, Eleni. How are you this evening? I'm
1: very good, thank you, Connor. Very excited to have this discussion with you.
0: Yes, and this is going to be about something that both you and I have been hyped up for and very excited for. So Supermassive Games are back with a brand new triple a level title called the quarry so this was announced i think sometime in was it mid to late march do you do you remember the exact date
1: i don't know the exact date but i think you'll bang on the money in terms of it being sort of a march announcement um what was amazing is um that They announced this, you know, obviously you and I have discussed on the show how, you know, we've been invested in the Dark Pictures Anthology, which is something they've been developing sort of and having a yearly release for. But this release came out of nowhere and even more bizarre is that it's it's launching on June 10th. How amazing is that?
0: Yeah, and as, as of the time of recording, that is like just over a month away, like five weeks or so. So it's, it's an exciting time. And, you know, more supermassive games, more you know, more companies putting their trust into them, that's good for them. Good, good on your Supermassive Games, you're doing well. But one thing that they did in uh, pre-release, it was sort on the road to, to the release, but one thing they've done about say three weeks ago, maybe a month ago, they released a gameplay trailer displaying the, I believe it's the first 30 minutes of gameplay. Now, we are introduced to two different character, well, three different characters, and every so often, you get some weird stuff happening in the background, and what I like is, I think I'm going to go straight off the bat here. What I love from this little gameplay trailer is, there isn't like a moment that is so heavily built up.
1: No, definitely. I think that's one thing that I know you and I were really... Um looking forward to from the gameplay is that you know in previous titles something like Until Dawn for example you know the the little the little moments the reveals were always followed by like some eerie music and your attention was immediately drawn to it but what I loved about this gameplay trailer is that things were happening in the background and like there was no explanation there was a lot of like creepy things going on behind those trees that like there was no like line of sight that would draw you towards it it was just like if you were looking at the right time you were horrified.
0: Well I think the one moment that really took me by surprise was um when the two characters that are heavily featured are sitting in the car so they've they've crashed the car and they're just needing some assistance to being towed up and in just in the back seat there's this creepy like woman figure just stand just sitting there like nothing is there like nothing's happening and there's no like major yeah no major focus on it at all it's just there and it just Freaks me out and then of course the um, the third character that we are introducing we will be going through all of the characters as well but one of the other characters face just appearing up at the window of the car just out of nowhere just to freak you out a little bit more
1: yeah it's the little jump scares like that like that scene wasn't particularly scary but the way it built up suspense and obviously the the end of the gameplay trailer kind of leaves you with a bit of a cliffhanger you know one of the the teens that we meet, Max, um, gets gets attacked by something. We don't know what it is. I'm sure we'll be discussing our, our theories later, but you see him getting dragged away. One of the big moments you sort of get um, is that the other teen, Laura, has the chance to either try and grab him or run for mm. um, her freedom, which, you know, we're very used to supermassive, having decisions like that that could go either way, could hold some significance later on. But... Yeah, initial impressions from this gameplay. What do you what do you think? Do you think that it's going to live up to the expectations of Until Dawn?
0: Well, I don't when you put it up with Until Dawn, most definitely there are high expectations, but I don't want to do that. They're saying that it is a spiritual successor to Until Dawn, but looking at it, it just looks like a completely brand new entry which with nothing related to Until Dawn whatsoever. So, I'm not gonna be looking at it as such, but yes, expectations will be high, but as well expectations, I'm gonna try and temper as much as possible because I like to be pleasantly surprised. And I do think that this will be, I I do think however, this is gonna be like the longest experience out of Supermassive games. It feels like this is gonna be quite a long adventure.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think that's the most exciting thing for me is that not only has this release kind of come out of nowhere, but it's a fully, fully fledged game, fully established, you know, uh, speaking of sort of the the length and replayability, um, they have recently come out and said that there will be 186 different ending variations, which is almost ridiculous it's kind of reminds me of when when they said that dying light 2 was going to take 500 hours to complete it's kind of that yeah, yeah
0: that's that's a bit of an over exaggeration and i think that you're going to get very similar endings with everything just different characters being alive at the end i think it's just a combination of characters being alive and dead um I would love to see 186 unique endings but I don't think that is possible so I think it I'm tempering I'm definitely tempering my expectations when it comes to the kind of endings that we'll see but no doubt very soon after release there'll be a compilation of all those endings up on YouTube so if you don't want to have to go through the game 186 times you can just watch
1: that video well, I think it's a it's a cheeky little bit of um, publicity because I think maybe what it could be is, you know, similarly to how at the end of Until Dawn when the credits rolled, they had sort of the, whoever, the survivors being interviewed by the police and the dialogue mm. would slightly change depending on choices. I think that- That
0: is true, yeah. I think that the
1: 186 will probably be something like that in that, like, there might be little variations that- end up being 186 different endings but yeah I agree with you I think it'll probably just be you know whoever survives survives whoever does not doesn't but it might just be little unique dialogue options that they're promoting as a whole different ending which is I mean you can't blame them that's pretty clever well speaking of
0: the all the endings as well like all the characters there's quite a lot to actually go through I think I don't know if I'm correct here but is this like the largest cast of characters in a Supermassive Games
1: game? Yeah, in terms of um, playable characters, it definitely boasts the, the biggest roster we've seen. Um, what I might do now, I might just read out the the teens' names to you, Connor, and you just give me your snap reactions if you think you're going to like them or not. Um, obviously, the first, the first two that we saw in the gameplay, we have Laura played by Siobhan Williams. Do we think we're going to like her? I, I, I think that
0: she's going to be one of those characters you initially think she'll be a little bit of a, like a, a bit bossy, but towards the end you're going to see her pull through with some sort of courageous, badass move.
1: I like that. I like that. Um, obviously next up is Max played by Skylar Gizondo. And I mean, I feel like he's maybe, I mean, anyone who saw the gameplay might think that we might not see much else of him, but what do you think? um well
0: in theory if we do see more of him he's he's just going to be that go with the flow kind of guy
1: yes and we we always need one of them um now sort of looking at the the cast that we haven't seen any footage for yet we've got abigail played by ariel winters winter sorry um and just roughly looking at the description that 2k have popped on their website she seems to be the the classic artistic bookworm who's a bit socially awkward and and sweet so you know it. It's gonna be like the
0: um, one of the characters from Until Dawn. Her name escapes me. Um, Ashley. It always escapes you, and it makes me laugh. It really does. It really does. I, I feel because she's not really much of a memorable character to me, but yeah, definitely in that case, I could see a very similar, very similar style of character to her. I have a feeling it might be like one of those decisions where um, you have the choice to save someone or kill someone, as her, like
1: like in Until Dawn. So. Well, I feel like you and I will probably be making the same decision when it comes to that. But moving on, um, the biggest excitement for me when I saw the cast was announced was seeing that, you know, my my favorite member of the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody cast, Brenda Song, will be appearing. <laughs> she will be playing a character named Caitlin, who sounds like she's very outgoing, loud, bubbly character. Um, I have said this, but all I want is a moment where she gets in a car and has to drive away and she refers to the Prindle. That's all I want. Um, but what do we think? She, she's she been described as the de facto leader. Do we think that's going to be a good thing or a bad thing?
0: Um, it's. I have a feeling that there is going to lead, like that, that character is going to lead to a lot of conflict. But what I also want out of this, super Supermassive Games, just give us like a, a, a dark pictures anthology game with the entire cast of The Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. That's all I want.
1: It would just like make my day if, like, it was like the Tipton Hotel became haunted and it was like all of them there. Oh, exactly right. If you're listening in, please make that happen, super massive. You have two purchases ready to go. Um, I will pre-order a
0: digital ultimate, like stupendous deluxe edition with all of the DLC
1: codes and everything you want. Oh, uh, you and me both, dude. You and me both. But moving on, um, we have the character of Nick, played by Evan Evagora, um, described as a teen heartthrob, the perfect balance between handsome and athletic and nerdy vulnerability. Um, yeah, do we think he's going to be the hero or maybe maybe not? Um, I have a feeling, well, then again, the, the
0: nerdy side of things, I'm going to say he's going to be middle of the road. He's going to do some stuff. He's going to make some mistakes.
1: Yes, I I agree. I'm always kind of dubious whenever there's the teen heartthrob character. I'm like, you could be great, you could be not. Um, but one character that I'm really excited for is Emma, played by Halston Sage. Um, she's described as a documentarian. So I know you and I sort of discussed this. She's she's been described as loving the camera. And I think it would be so interesting to see a gameplay dynamic where maybe something happens when she's looking through the lens of her phone we see her documenting yes. some of the horrors that would be so cool
0: that part i i i would lo- i would compare it almost to a more cinematic version of outlast i feel like that would really work well
1: yeah i think it would be so interesting um it would add another layer of horror, I think. You know, it's already terrifying enough, these these games, but it would be so crazy if, like, she's looking through her phone or something, sees something, pops it down and it's gone. You know, that sort of, like, eerie jump scare vibe, like, terrifies me. Um, so interested to see what, what they do with that. Uh, another character played by probably one of the most well-known actors in the cast, Justin Smith, um, is Ryan um ryan is sort of described as a bit brooding the handsome loner type a bit of a recluse which i mean i hate to draw on cliches but will probably end up being like the hero of the situation what do you think
0: oh without question like he he's gonna he is going to pull off some heroic stuff he's gonna he's gonna save multiple characters and
1: by the end of it
0: I have a feeling a lot of focus is going to be put onto him. I think more than most characters.
1: I think so too. And also just sort of looking at impressions of the cast, he's one of the more established actors, probably alongside Brenda Song. So I think, you know, when you have the bigger names, sort of like how Ashley Tisdale was sort of the main character of House of Ashes, I think usually you'll see them get more screen time. But another character, Dylan, played by Miles Robbins, um, he is a big music lover, Um, another one similar to Emma, who loves sort of broadcasting over the PA system. I feel like that specific detail that 2K have popped in will have something to do with the game. Maybe it'll be a, like, warning announcement that we have to make that could go wrong. Um, What do you think? Um, Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: Musically, I have a feeling there might be some comedy relief with them. There'll be there'll be that person who's got that guitar around the campfire, just singing some happy songs before like the the trouble before the storm happens.
1: Oh yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. We do need we do need some fun characters. Um, one character who does not seem fun um is Jacob, played by Zach Tinker, and basically the popular jock. Um, he's described as oh. ch- charming. Um, and they make a particular note on the website of mentioning his relationship with emma so they might be a couple they might have a little flirtation going on um but yeah no thanks
0: yeah listen if there's going to be a character right now that i would immediately possibly want to kill if i tried to if i tried to do an all set like an all live run he may be one that i'll just sort of let slip
1: Agreed. Agreed. But that rounds off the the cast of teens. So we've got a, a diverse bunch. Um, very excited to see what they all bring to the table. It's always fun to delve into different different characters. You know, it's great when you can relate to some, some maybe not as relatable. Um, another character to note, though, not a teen, but um, probably someone who's going to have a big role in the game is Chris, played by David Arquette. Um, he's yeah. the, the owner of the summer camp um, I think we're all excited to see his role because even though he's presented as a really fun he's described as a father figure uh, I wonder if there's something more nefarious to him, what do you think?
0: See, I don't think so, I, I feel like he, genuinely his concern will be the teens. he will literally do everything in his power to save as many or if all as possible but I'm just more excited that we get to see, we, I, I don't, I think this is like the first video game David Arquette has been featured in. And on top of that, it's, it's David Arquette. What's not to love? He's in screen. He is a former, former WCW world heavyweight champion. How could I say no to him?
1: Exactly. He has all the credentials to be in this game. And like you said, he's sort of like one of the godfathers of the horror genre anyway. So I think it's awesome to see him dipping into the the gaming side of horror. Uh, one character who does seem nefarious, and I think there's there's no denying that there's something going on here, is um, Travis, played by Ted Raimi, the sheriff that we encounter at the end of the gameplay footage. Something fishy's is brewing here. I don't know if you agree, but I'm, I'm not liking the sheriff
0: yeah listen there's there's something going on with him I, I'll get into what I think this game will be in, with him included so yeah very nefarious
1: definitely well before we get into sort of our theories there's just four more characters that have names and the actors attached to them they don't have any descriptions but we've got Judiah played by Lance Henriksen um, we also have Bobby played by Ethan Supley we have Constance played by Lynn Shane And lastly, we have Eliza played by Grace Zabriskie and they seem to be the villains of the game. I'm not sure. Eliza, her little comment on the 2K website is she knew you were coming while the other three say that they can't wait to meet you. So very ominous if you ask me. That's
0: that's where where it leads to my own theory. I think that this is... I, I, I made this joke. I've made this joke several times. This is going to be a combination of Friday the 13th mixed with hot fuzz. They're going to be like, it,
1: they're going to brutally murder these teens
0: for the greater good.
1: No, I, I totally agree. I think especially this, this focus on like small town vibes, you know, you've got the sheriff. I think that that idea of like the hot fuzz, everyone's in on its situation is pretty spot on i guess the the thing that maybe i ask you is given the history of the series dabbling in sort of more supernatural um i guess environments obviously with until dawn we had the wendigos with house of ashes we had the the vampire type villains do you think that there's something like that going on the the most popular theory i think at the moment is there are some werewolves in the in the game what do you think about that Um, it's
0: either where I I do think that I don't want it to be werewolves personally because I do I, I really hope it's like the hot fuzz idea but if there are werewolves in some way I have a feeling that some of the townsfolk turn into werewolves and and kill for once again for the greater good.
1: Yeah I like that I'm sort of seeing especially after the gameplay footage I am potentially getting this idea of like a ritual sacrifice needed to like appease the werewolf, something like the threat coming out at night I can definitely see you know we arrive at the summer camp everyone's lovey-dovey during the day the minute the the sun goes down something bad happens I mean it's a classic uh I think that would be really cool actually uh but i I would love I agree with you this this idea of having the whole town essentially going up against a group of teens would be quite a quite an interesting gameplay experience for sure.
0: but as well i I do hope that with supermassive games we move to a more literal threat and I do hope this is a you know the most dangerous game is man and I think that that's I hope that's where they'll lean towards but yeah I do think that it'll be more more than likely going towards that werewolf path I it's not I am tired I not that I'm tired but I do kind of hope that we can sort of stare away from the supernatural side of things with supermassive games but then again this is just one of two games they're going to be releasing this year there's going to be more
1: exactly that's what's like so amazing to to think about that this game like yeah like you said it got announced only a couple months ago and it's getting released so soon and it's not even the only title they've been working on so they're they're busy at work super massive that's for sure
0: i was gonna say yeah how long has this project been in development for
1: uh i'm i'm not 100 percent sure it's clearly something that's been kept under wraps for a long time which is great i think you know in the gaming world everything gets spoiled nowadays so it's so it was so great to wake up to this
0: news if you recall, like, back during 2020, people were leaking that a new Paper Mario game and Mario, like, a collection of Mario games would come out. Sure enough, that's exactly what happened. This, yeah, this was such a complete surprise. And I think it, it out of everything to expect this year, this was a very pleasant surprise to see.
1: Definitely. In a, in a time where games are, like, getting delayed or, like, no release dates are getting announced, it was so, like, refreshing to have a game just be, like, yeah we're coming out in 4 months um we haven't had that since probably pre covid to be honest it's so
0: it was actually very surprising it's like i you got a question how long has this thing been on the cards for you know this this wouldn't be something that because they have they've done annual releases since i think 2019 you got to think that this has been some time in the other
1: definitely and you know as we've we've mentioned it's been um, touted as probably the longest supermassive experience. We've discussed sort of the the variation of endings. So it's definitely something that was probably, yeah, like you said, in, in the oven for a, a long while. Um, and speaking of sort of exciting features, one thing I'm really interested to hear your thoughts on is uh, this rewind feature that will be in the game, something that they haven't done before. Um, and to give you sort of an idea of how to operate, um, Will Biles, the games director, spoke to IGN and had this to say. So he said that death rewind is a retry mechanic that unlocks after you've gone through the story or if you purchase the deluxe edition of the game. He then went on to say that you're essentially granted three lives that enable you to avoid a character's death at the cost of using one of them. You'll be taken back to the moment you made a critical choice, the results in the character's death, so that you can make a different choice. Now, what, what's your hot take on this, this feature?
0: Okay, so initially when you told me, um, I was like, no, that, that would be terrible. Like, a part of a supermassive game's game is, you know, just accepting your mistake when you kill someone. But, okay, the fact that it's a more, more or less a feature that is unlocked after a playthrough I'm definitely much more like okay no that's fine Um, because whenever I play one of these games it is very much a hey whatever happens happens like with House of Ashes out of the five playable characters killed two which wasn't the best. I I made some choices that shouldn't have shouldn't have made but that's my fault. Um, Little Hope, one character died and then Nana Medan everyone was kept alive so I do like I want to have the idea of like oh you screwed up this character's dead so I I just but the fact that it's more of a feature that is unlocked afterwards I'm okay with that that's perfectly fine because yeah it, it will encourage replayability most definitely
1: Oh, absolutely. And I think, um, yeah, I'm definitely with you in that my first playthrough, whatever happens, happens. Uh, but then if I do replay one of the supermassive games, I then usually in my second playthrough will go for the whole like, all right, let's see if I can keep everyone alive. And I think, like you said, it's a great incentive for replayability uh, and also a great opportunity to sort of explore all of these different ending variations that they talk about. You know, for example, like if after your first playthrough, a certain character dies, and then, you know, the second time round, you want to do everything in your power to keep that character alive. It means that if you do accidentally kill them off um, in a different way than you've originally had, you can go back and fix it. I think it's interesting. I'm see, I'm interested to see how it works out in in practice, because Will Biles has said that it'll take you back to that original choice. What happens if that critical choice was like an hour ago in gameplay? Is it sort of like a flashback type? rewind or, you know, you know what I mean? Like I'm interested to see what it'll look like.
0: Hmm. I have a feeling that it, more or less it's going to rewind back to the opportunity where you can very much either just kill a character or save a character. So I don't think it'll go that far back per se, um, but I think it'll more or less just go to back to where the character was like back to where the character died, but you have an opportunity to properly like save them so I don't think it's going to be that crazy.
1: Yeah, you're you're probably right, uh, but one thing we we know for sure that this game will have is a, a more horrifying element to it. It'll be more deeply entrenched in the the horror style of Until Dawn. I think, you know, I loved House of Ashes. I've loved the Dark Pictures anthology so far, but I think they've more led to a, I guess, still had horror elements, but made more action-based, so I'm really excited to see this game sort of take on a more classic teen horror movie vibe. I think that was what made until dawn um so successful uh what what do you think do you think it's going to be more frightening um i if it's going to be like that
0: standalone experience like until dawn then most definitely it's going to follow that early like late 70s early 80s style of horror game where it is just you got the cringe you got the cheese you've got the humor You've got the badass moments, but then you've got the big bad killing everything. So it's going to encompass everything that people love about that period of horror, like the Friday the Thirteenth, the Nightmare on Elm Street, the um, the Halloweens, the the oh the Texas Chainsaw Massacres of the world.
1: I completely agree. Um, and going back to you know our previous experience with supermassive games, we're going on the record here now, Connor. I'm putting on the spot. Both of our Ooh. first, both of our first playthroughs. What do we reckon we're doing? How many characters do you think are not going to make it for you? And then I'll give my guess, and we'll see if we're correct.
0: Okay, so ideally, I want to save everybody because you, you, in some ways, you want to do a no-death run. But I have a feeling maybe three will go. I have a feeling three
1: will die in my playthrough. Three. I actually think that's a good number. I. I might go two. I think, you know, the thing with these games is you can often kind of get a sense of what the right decision is. Um, So I really hope that in terms of the decision-making they up the ante in the sense of, like you said earlier, I really want there to actually be a decision where unless you do everything perfectly, a character has to die. Like, Oh, that's horrible to say, but.
0: There's a part of me that thinks even the good choices that you make with a character will lead to some horrible consequences for another. So I have a, uh, there there will be a point where you can save everyone, but I think compared to the other games, it is going to be much more difficult. I think 95% of playthroughs will have at least one death. So it's going to be very difficult to keep everybody alive. So I'm going to try and get rid of the least likable characters.
1: Oh, absolutely. And I guess that's obviously subjective. So, I, you know, at the end of our playthroughs, um, I know you and I will be dissecting our choices and who oh, we liked, we who absolutely, we didn't like.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. This will be like a full a full review of this game.
1: Of course. You know, you and I are such big fans of Supermassive, all the games they put out. Uh, This one just feels like it's got an excited energy that I'm really looking forward to. Like you said, it's something that's been, you know, swept under the rug in terms of you know any sort of hype for it they've done a great job of keeping it under wraps uh what do you think the the direction going forward will be after this game obviously we've got a billion other dark picture anthology games coming out um and they've confirmed all those but if a game like this can be developed it means that there's the potential that other other super massive games are in the works what do you think could be happening there uh
0: I think that it's going to be business as usual afterwards. They're going to keep working on the Dark Pictures anthology. Um, the end of this year, we're going to have The, the, uh, the Killer Within Me, which will be, I'm, I'm very excited for that game. But I think going on to uh, successing years, we're going to see business as usual where every so often we will have that standalone game. But for the most part, I think a lot of their focus will still continue to be on the dark pictures anthology to sort of close that chapter of their development history.
1: Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Uh, But before we wrap this one up, Connor, final thoughts, how excited are you? What do you think the game is going to turn out to be? Um, this is gonna be a great game. I, I highly I will highly recommend
0: it. I have a feeling that I will enjoy this game a bunch. There's a lot of things that do hype me up for it, and I have a feeling I am going to be scared. I'm 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 gonna be scared in this game.
1: I think I'm gonna be scared too. And for anyone listening in, stay tuned when this game does get released. Connor and I absolutely will be doing gameplay footage for you all to enjoy and make fun of my inability to play through horror games because as much as i love them i really learned the hard way when i played resident evil 7 i could barely get through that game and anyone who's played that game in vr i commend you because that is just an impressive impressive feat on that note actually before we wrap up how awesome would a game like this be in vr could you see that being the future for supermassive
0: that would be fun I don't know how feasible it would be with the gameplay engine that they have but hell if they can do it. I'm not going to be mad. I hope it's going to be better than The Impatient.
1: Well yeah, I was about to say I think they tried to double and it didn't exactly pay off, but like, you know, there's 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 The Impatient, there was
0: Until Dawn, Rush of Blood, which was more of like an on-rail shooter um based on um Until Dawn, but if they do convert the main title to VR, I hope it's a successful transition.
1: Absolutely. You know, um, VR is such a great experience for horror games, but we don't even need the VR for this game because it looks like it's going to be a fantastic horror experience just in the comfort of our homes with a controller in our hands, or if you're playing on PC with a mouse and a keyboard, but hey, Anyone who wants to check out any more awesome content we've got at Player One, just head to App Player One See you on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We keep you all up to date on any content we've got coming up. So if you are looking forward to our review of this game, we'll let you know when you can find that, when it's up. If you do want to hear any more podcast content, all of our episodes throughout the season are up at the moment on Omni, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Just search Player One, it'll all be there. If, of course, you want to see our lovely faces, YouTube. We've got videos. We've got some interviews coming up. So stay tuned for all that great content. And, you know, we are on Sin. If you head to sin.org.au, you can check out our show as well as all of the other amazing shows that Sin Radio Station has on offer. Connor, it's been lovely chatting to you. For our listeners, I hope you enjoyed what we had to say. Let us know on social media if you agree with our theories. If you've got any conflicting points, please let us know. Always happy to see and hear what you've got going on. But for now, have a lovely evening. And this is Player One signing off.